Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade then there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. 
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Do you feel it in the air? It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday on The Jesse Kelly Show. There's no need to rub your temples like that, Chris. It's going to be such a sweet day. (laughs) It's been a long enough week. Uh, China's slapping us around a bit. Joe Biden forgot who he was and where he was again. So, look, we're going to try to stay focused on the important things today, and that is your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I have to answer. Were the people who killed Julius Caesar right? I have to answer about March Madness College basketball. Are you watching? Should you watch? I'll give you my take on that. My take on historical movies or movies placed in a historical setting. And should you encourage young boys to fight? Ooh, it's going to be a spicy Ask Dr. Jesse Friday today. But first, because I wanted to make sure... Today wasn't too controversial. Let's talk about the Civil War. You know, I love talking about the Civil War. It is, for me, maybe the most fascinating conflict in the history of the world because I'm an American, because it was ugly and wonderful and terrible and awesome and everything all rolled into one. It was... Americans killing Americans, a huge debate, a huge country rift about slavery that finally bubbled up into war, which honestly, 2020 is hindsight, but who couldn't have seen that coming? Some people fighting for what they saw as their way of life. The other, it was just the struggle of it. And I love talking about it because Not a single person listening to my voice right now was alive during the Civil War, and you don't know anybody who was alive during the Civil War. So there's this connection, or this disconnect. There should be, right? There should be. And yet, I will get hate mail and hate voicemails about everything I say about it, and I'm not complaining at all, at all. Send them to me. I love them. And uh, to be frank... You're always awesome about it. I'm still laughing about the guy who left the email. He was talking about how great the show was when he had to say something about your garbage Civil War takes. <laughs> There's just no, it, it totally depends on your upbringing. Almost inevitably, it depends on where you were brought up. But if you're from the North, educated in you know the Northern schools from a Northern place, You view the Civil War as stopping slavery in America, and you're not wrong. But if you're in the South, you view the Civil War as uh, we legally seceded, seceded, lawfully seceded, and then you freaking guys invaded our country, and you're not necessarily wrong either. That's why I love talking about it. I see all sides. And I've lived all over the country, so I'm not really regionally affected by it one way or the other. I don't do, as you know, 
unless we're talking about dirtball scumbag communists. I really don't do this is the good guy and this is the bad guy because they're all good and bad. We're all good and bad. I fully acknowledge I'm mostly bad. You're probably mostly good, but you got some bad in there. Period. End of story. Now, where are we talking about today in the Civil War? It's 1864. I don't expect you at all to have that number mean anything to you. So don't worry about that. Again, again people murder stories and they murder history by, well, we're in, we're in July of 1925, as if that means something to me. Give me some context to it. That's just a date. Unless I just read it, that doesn't mean anything. Here's what you need to know so far about the Civil War. This is fairly deep into the Civil War. The Civil War was fought in the South for the most part up to this point. And Robert E. Lee and Robert E. Lee's fantastic generals had spent a lot of time beating the living crap out of the North at this point. But... Robert E. Lee had taken a humongous gamble and it flamed out in his face when he marched an army into the north and lost that famous battle of Gettysburg. We did a show on Gettysburg a few weeks back. Fascinating battle. So now Lee is on the defensive. This war has absolutely turned by this point Frankly, it doesn't look like a Southern victory of any kind is possible. Maybe you can have some kind of negotiated peace if you're the South, and that's really what they were going for by now. But you're not invading the North again, and the North is coming your way. Now, that sounds like a dire situation for the South, and it certainly was a dire situation for the South. But the North... They're in a really dire situation, too. And here's the part of whenever we do battle history or war history, we don't, probably don't talk enough about this because we're always limited for, for time. And I want to get to the stories of the day and get to everything else. But there's a political side, an unsexy, ugly political side to all warfare, all of it. And this is not unique at all to America. But Hannibal Barca, when he was fighting the Romans, is constantly going back to the Senate in Carthage. Send reinforcements. Send help. I need help. Why aren't you sending? And the Senate's haggling internally and politically. Well, should we? Well, he should do the best with what he has. That's just the history of warfare. What's going on now? May of 1864 is where we are. This is a presidential election year. November cometh, and that right soon. And here's the situation for the North. Yeah, if they continue the war, they're going to win the war. You just have a spirit right now of we will not give up, keep fighting. Eventually, the South is simply going to run out of stuff. Their economy, as you know, was a fraction the size of the North. You're going to win. Just keep fighting, and you're going to win. But... People in the North were beginning to get tired of the war. They were beginning to lose faith because the South had had a lot of victories. The North really needed that victory in Gettysburg because the South had had a lot of them. And 
this presidential election, Abraham Lincoln's on the ballot for re-election. If Abraham Lincoln loses re-election, he will absolutely lose re-election to a man who's going to end the war, which means, frankly, Southern victory. The South is going to remain the South, and the North is going to remain the North if Abraham Lincoln loses that war. So there's a huge political thing going on. If you're the North, it's not enough that, look, uh, look, two, three years, let's just hold out, fight some more battles, and we're going to do fine. No, 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 no. The public needs something. Show me something. I got to have something. If the public does not get something, then Abraham Lincoln is not going to win. And they know he's in dire straits by now of losing. And if Abraham Lincoln doesn't win, war ends. South wins. A very, very political thing. And Abraham Lincoln has a man now by the name of Ulysses S. Grant. Both sides, it should be noted, are well aware of how political this election is, especially, or this campaign is, especially for the North. Robert E. Lee is no dummy. He has has written notes. His generals have written notes. Lincoln's election's coming up. We can win this thing. We're going to try to get through this history story, and then who was right in assassinating Caesar? Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. I loved dipping tobacco. I still love it if we're being honest. I don't do it anymore, but you put a can of it in front of me, I'd probably put a little dip in. So as somebody who loved it, I needed help to quit. And I did every stupid thing you could possibly do. I know you're going to find that shocking to help myself quit. Bags and bags of sunflower seeds, chewing on four or five pieces of gum until my jaw felt like it was going to fall off. I actually mixed in, I'm ashamed to say this, smoking to try to quit dipping. It was that bad. Look, Jake's mint chew is what works because it's healthy, no nicotine, no tobacco, no sugar even. It's healthy and it gives you a transition keeping something in that lip. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 20% off. Jesse Kelly returns next. When President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, we're in trouble. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I have some news about today. Normally, I have two guests on every single show Monday through Thursday. On Fridays, 
I have one. Friday is such a big day. There are so many questions. I have one guest on Fridays. I don't think I'm going to have a guest today. I think we have too many. Chris, I feel like we have too many Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I feel like it just today needs to be about me. Don't you? What, Chris? It should be. It's as every day should be. <laughs> oh, man, I have made the uh, social justice warriors of sports super angry. Sports Illustrated USA Today, they're all so mad at me. <laughs> I'll get to that here in a few. But back to the Civil War first. This is an election campaign. Grant, he must now go south. He has to go Put W's on the board, yes, to win the war, but also because Abraham Lincoln has to win an election or this war ends for the North. Like I said, Lee and his boys are well aware of that. They want to make sure Grant, Lee does, he wants to make sure Grant is attacking fortified positions. Why? Because by now, Ulysses S. Grant has about twice as many people as Lee does. He just has the numbers advantage. But it's easier to be on defense than on offense. So Lee's strategy is let's make him attack fortified cities, fortified positions in the country. Wherever we've dug in, let's make him come at us. And because most Americans are raised and educated about the Civil War, and it gets boiled down to one four-word sentence, they don't really realize something. The the, the four-word sentence everybody understands or most Americans are taught is, North good, South bad, which is such a stupid way to look at a very, very complicated affair. But because that's what you're taught, We're not fully appreciative of how huge Robert E. Lee was at this exact time because he's reviled by at least half the country now. Robert E. Lee, whatever you think about him, that does not matter. I'm not your mommy. I'm your daddy. I'm telling you how it is. Robert E. Lee was an international celebrity by now as far as a general goes. He was obviously, as you know, because you listen to this show, he was asked by Lincoln to lead the the Northern Army. That's how well thought of this guy was. He refuses. He hated it. Decided he could not fight against his home state, which he considered his home country, as many did back then, of Virginia. Chooses to lead the Army of Northern Virginia instead. And, of course, obviously ends up leading the entire rebel force. So he was a legend going into this. Everybody revered Robert E. Lee. Now, by this point in the war, like I said, he's known around the globe as the guy who's performing miracles, winning battles he shouldn't win. Bold, smart, honorable Robert E. Lee. He is a legend in the Union Army as well. So much of a legend that Ulysses S. Grant, to his credit, has to start tamping that down. At one point during this battle, Grant loses it on his subordinates, who are talking about Lee's going to do this and Lee's going to do that, and Grant loses his mind. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, essentially says 
Shut up about Robert E. Lee. He's not some god. Go kick his rear end. Lee is a legend. Grant was the man to lead the charge right now because Grant didn't care about that. Grant was a tenacious, awesome leader of men. Aggressive. He didn't care about legend. He wanted to win. And Grant, because of his invasion of the South, and because of the lessons they'd learned so far in the war, had remade the Union Army. Smart generals set aside all that schooling and learn on the fly. What was Grant learning? Well, it's, this is going to sound awfully familiar because these were some of the lessons the World War I generals had to learn early on. Ulysses S. Grant was learning cavalry. Yeah, they certainly had a place at this point in time, valuable, but not as valuable as they used to be. Not nearly as valuable as they used to be. They get cut down too fast. The horses aren't bulletproof. He was also learning he had an artillery advantage over the South. And this whole artillery thing, it's not as if cannons hadn't been around, but they're getting better and better and better. This artillery thing, hugely, hugely significant. Battle-changing significance. So what the North had, because they were worried about a Southern invasion of the North, and rightfully so, the South had just tried it, the North had these fortified positions up North of totally peaceful cities, but they had gigantic cannons set up around them in order to defend the city. Grant looks around and says, well, we just whipped him at Gettysburg. He doesn't have the men to invade the North again. Get those freaking guns and the units who man the guns away from the cities and down here with us. We need him on the battlefield. Grant brings him down to the battlefield. He knows he outnumbers Lee by a lot. He also, because of that, will no longer exchange prisoners with the South. Grant is, and in some circles still thought of, Grant was and is thought of as being inhumane because of how he invaded the South and because of things like no more prisoner exchange. Prisoner exchange was the norm up to this point in time. Oh, okay, you know, you give me 20 of yours, I'll give you 20 of mine kind of a thing. Grant said, well, we have the numbers. Why would I give you any men back? No, you can keep our men. I'm not giving you any, uh, any other men you can use to fight me with. They begin to march south. They end up in Virginia. This is called the Battle of the Wilderness. And you need to understand that this area... It was thick. You almost need to think of it like jungle. Thick, dense woods. So dense, you couldn't see. At various points in this battle, the soldiers on both sides were shooting each other on accident. Union soldiers were shooting Union soldiers. Southern soldiers were shooting Southern soldiers. At one point, the officers are so lost, they can't tell where the battle is. They're sitting in the woods using a compass to figure out which way to shoot and move. It's that bad. It's that thick. And tell me this wouldn't be the creepiest thing in the world. This battle is taking place at the exact same spot of another famous Civil War battle that took place the year before. It's called Chancellorsville. This is the battle where Stonewall met his end. 
And because this battle's taking place at Chancellorsville, there's one of those little terrible things about combat that pops up out of nowhere. And I'll be honest, I know it's weird. This is the part of the story that stuck out to me. Tell me this wouldn't be the creepiest thing ever. You want to know what it is? Hang on. Hey, Dad. Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad. Your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Have a child care provider not sure whether she should encourage young boys to fight. <laughs> In case you're wondering just how spicy the Jesse Kelly show is going to be today, remember 877 377 4373. Jesse at Jesse Kelly Show.com. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, and I'm on Locals. Remember, Locals is the one I can't be kicked off of. I will be off the others soon. The Union Army beds down in the wilderness at the place of the battle Chancellorsville that took place a year before. Well, war is horrible. This is not news. The Civil War was just extra, extra horrible. This is also not news. And part of war is what to do with the corpses. Well, this is, in general, a Christian nation, especially at this point in time, and Christian tradition is burial. Everyone everyone has their own traditions, and I've never been one to really care about it. You can chuck my body in the ditch when I'm done with it. But traditionally, that does matter to a lot of people. Chris, are you a what-happens-to-my-body-after-death guy? Okay, Chris says his family does cremation, but he really doesn't care. I don't care either, but I'm not dismissing it if you do care. That's very important to a lot of people, and it was very, very important to the country then, so you wanted to bury these guys. Only you don't, you don't have the facilities. You oftentimes don't have the time. 
to cart all these guys back to their hometown with a nice tombstone on the family farm. It just doesn't exist. So you bury them where they died. Or you gather them up in a field close by and bury them where they died. And don't think for a second you're burying them all six feet underground with a nice tombstone either. You scrape some dirt away, drop them in there, throw some dirt on it, say a prayer for them, and walk away. That sounds ugly and cold. Oftentimes that's all you've got. The Union Army beds down in one of these grave sites, and it starts to rain. The Union Army wakes up. And they're looking at skulls and bones of the men who died on this battlefield the year before. Multiple, many of them wrote about it, of how completely disconcerting this was. And how much would that affect you? And sometimes there's more than one per grave. You're looking, you wake up and you're wet and looking at the bones around you. Now... The battle almost happens by accident for the Union. It was not an accident for Lee. General Grant was trying to get around this thick set of woods because he knew the woods would give Lee an advantage. Grant had the numbers. He wanted to get out in the open and fight Lee out there where you can swarm him and surround him and flank him. Lee, no dummy, knows this as well. He's trying to get close. He's trying to press. So he does press. And he essentially runs into a Union army. Pow! The battle begins. Lee and Grant go at it the first day. It's confusing. This general's sending his men here, and that general's sending his men there. And I'm not going to go over the details of the battle because it's way too much to handle. And it gets terrible. And I, I, I probably listened or watched five different things on this. And read three different articles on it, and all of it is. And then the ninth corps circles around the sixth corps flank with the first division, and, and I'm, my eyes are glazed over. So I'm not doing that to you. Just know they clashed on the first day. The losses were extremely heavy on both sides on the first day. And this is the this is where Lee makes a critical. You can call it a mistake, but I understand it. At the end of the first day, they kind of retired to their areas. And Grant digs in. Lee's men are exhausted. Lee wants them to dig in, but he's expecting reinforcements from his guy Longstreet. And he says, my men are too tired. Digging in is exhausting. If you've never dug a a fighting hole, you don't realize how tiring it is. Let them sleep. Longstreet will be here in the morning. Longstreet doesn't get there in the morning. And Grant attacks again. And now it's getting really, really, really bloody because this is the era where warfare starts to turn into what World War I would become. This is the era where they're not marching in lines at each other anymore. They were at the beginning of this war. By now, they're digging trenches. Why are they digging trenches? Because the old muskets they were firing didn't have rifling in the barrel. I don't expect you to know what that is unless you're a firearm person. Just know an old musket would have had a smooth barrel. You look down, it would have been smooth and shiny. The newer ones had rifling in it that essentially make the ball that comes out of it 
or later kind of a football-shaped thing that comes out of it, but it made it turn. It made it spin, which makes them absurdly more accurate, giving it absurdly more range. That's a long, fancy way of saying the rifles were flat-out better by now, and to march in a line was to die. And they're running into this humongous loss of life, and it is just, it's a three-day battle where 11,000 rebels die, 17,000 Union guys die. I will, I will spoil it for you because I want to wrap this up. At the end, it doesn't really end with a victory for either side. They just kind of disengage. Grant could afford to lose 17,000. Lee really couldn't afford to lose 11. But it's not like Lee lost this one. He does lose other ones. He doesn't lose this one. No one really does. But the part of the battle, and this is heavy. This is, this is the part that sticks out for me the most. Is, you know that rain that happened? Well, this is still the spring. It dried out really, really fast. Very, very fast. And remember how it was thick, thick woods, leaves, underbrush everywhere? During these battles, these huge engagements where thousands of men are going down and things like that, you have people who are wounded all over the battlefield. And as we've talked about a thousand times, you don't stop like in the movies and take care of every wounded man and get him to the back. When you're in the middle of it, you have to leave him there lots of the time. And sometimes, sometimes you're leaving them there overnight. You can't get back to them. You just leave them there. And it's awful. And it's horrible. Well, these are black powder weapons, cannonballs, muskets, thick forest. And it's really, really dry. And the fires start. And the men are laying around with broken legs, guts hanging out on both sides, and now you have forest fires all around you. And there are stories out there about nighttime, men dug into the trenches, the trenches catching on fire and having to leave it, and men dug into the trenches listening to their buddies, hundreds of them burned to death out in front of their lines. Stories of their men who were laying there wounded. It's almost too horrible to imagine trying to brush the leaves away from them as best they can with whatever working limbs they have so the leaves don't catch fire and burn them. Stories of men committing suicide as the fire approaches so they don't have to die that way. I just want you to remember this. Before we get to all the fun questions and everything else on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and it's going to be a blast, I want you to remember this. Be careful How much you pine for civil war. Let's just have a civil war. Let's get a civil war done and get it over with. Let's not do that. Let's do everything in our power to win this another way and not ever have to do that. It's time to have some fun on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Hang on. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. 
Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually my drink was give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam! I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, Dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.